Welcome to the Goals in Motion podcast and this week we have got a refereeing special. I'm joined by one of the hosts from the Red or Yellow pod, Adam Humphreys, and he talks about his experiences refereeing and gives advice to up-and-coming referees. Hope you enjoy. In motion! Yeah, so we're starting, starting the refereeing journey. Excellent. Um, what made you start? So I've been coaching for eight years. Excellent. Um, and and I, I love coaching and, you know, you get something out of it. But I want to try and enhance my, my knowledge and mm-hmm. understanding of the game by mm-hmm. venturing into the other side, if that makes sense. Sort of. I mean, I try not to think of us as the other side, us referees. We're... Uh... Or as much of the yeah. game as anybody else. Yeah, don't don't put yeah. that barrier in place straight away. Yeah, no, that's, not, a, that's in, a good way yeah, to make in, enemies on the field. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In the in the in the sense of like, so you've got you know yourself when you're reffing, you've got people on the sidelines, you've got the coaches, <clears throat> and by the other side, it's it's in the sense of I think you've you see the game a lot differently. You know, I've I've done a couple of couple of practice matches, mm. um, and it's crazy the different the different viewpoint that you get yeah no it really is and I mean I think that's that's like a massive reason why sort of I started the podcast with Ed uh, like red or yellow um it's called and it's all about refereeing and helping grassroots referees sort of just understand those that that different feeling you get from the game because a lot of people come to the game from sort of playing I didn't um and neither did Ed we're both you know, the only, the, the kind of biggest involvement either of us have had in the game is through refereeing. And you do definitely get like a very different feeling for the game. Um, and you view it in a very different way. Um, like I'm very unbiased when it comes to football, like in total, I, I support no club. I, um, I have no kind of desire to see a team win or lose. I just have a desire of kind of protecting the sport and making sure that when I'm in charge of a game, those involved sort of enjoy it like that's kind of how I feel my responsibility especially when I'm working with children which I don't do much of now I'm I'm a bit I'm a bit further ahead than that now but whenever I do do a kid's game like I don't say no if I'm asked and um you know like the whole thing is just trying to make them enjoy it as much as possible like making sure that I always find when I'm in the middle with children especially um I it's you find it's very refreshing for them to realize that there's an adult around them that doesn't care whether they win or lose because then it kind of it, it pulls them back to their innocence and I make that very clear when I'm on the pitch and and they suddenly start really enjoying the game they suddenly really start kind of responding to the sport sort of in the manner the sport should be played and and like I encourage them to pass the ball I encourage them to take a shot I tell them that they're doing well I tell them to keep working hard keep trying or try and keep all their chins up all the time when I'm on the pitch like I'm almost like a neutral coach in the middle of the pitch for them and it does the response you get from the kids is amazing when you get them sort of thinking about football in that way as opposed to letting them worry about you know the goal they scored or the the minute they missed or like a classic is when like a little boy scores an own goal when he's like distraught and you just you know I just always make a point of running up to them and just saying don't worry about it you know chin up you might get the next one you might be able to score a goal doesn't matter we all do things like this there's still lots left in the game and just constantly trying to encourage them in that way makes a massive difference and that's kind of a real unique situation you get in the middle that 
I think no one really is aware of. And, and especially with kids football, you can very much get a, um, you can very much get, it feels like there's a lot of pressure on you from parents and coaches because, you know, a lot, I'm sure you know a lot of coaches kind of live their dreams through the kids they coach and stuff, and they're not the most responsible or the most, um, most um, they're not often the best influence for children in that sport at certain times. Like, I'm not saying everyone, I'm not saying all the time, but there's certain times when most coaches probably cross a barrier that they'd regret at some point in their life, no matter how old the kids are, they're training. And, um, and so it's nice to just be that kind of real, like just drawing out the innocence of the children. It, it really does make it a really enjoyable experience. And I always get great feedback from, from parents and coaches when I behave like that in the middle with them. And, and it is that it, that's a really unique thing that not many people experience in football. And um, it's definitely something to be treasured. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I think it, it goes back to that positive reinforcement which is really important. Um, and I, obviously, with me coaching for nearly the last decade, I didn't start out that way. When you say about living mm. your dreams through the people you coach, the kids you coach, obviously mm. you, you you have this viewpoint of, oh, you want to win, you want to win, you want to win. So for the first couple of years, that's the way it was. I stepped away for a year yeah. and then come back into it. And I've had a completely different different mindset. Like, That's like you say, yeah. yeah, and it's important. It's it's very odd, like having like many people find it really hard to comprehend that you don't that you can enjoy the sport of football without any feeling towards winning or losing. But actually, I do genuinely believe that's kind of how the sport should be played. Like, obviously, we have to have a winner or a loser. Like, this this is a sport that that happens but that's a natural occurrence of people enjoying the game there's nothing better than you know i love it when a losing team comes off the pitch and they come off and you know they're full of compliments and and you can tell they've enjoyed the sport um they've enjoyed like the process and the action of taking part in a sport they've enjoyed the sporting activity as opposed to necessarily all the other stuff that surrounds football and all the other stuff that surrounds football is really quite toxic to the purity of of just you know it's sport and i think we lose that massively in football um i mean i lose it often when i am refereeing you, know, you get caught up in the game the pressure gets to you you know um lots of things are happening and you do you do forget sometimes it's just the sport and we're just all there to enjoy ourselves really and for as long as you can kind of take that attitude into your refing then i think you'll probably you'll you'll enjoy it a lot more and go a lot further than necessarily you probably thought you might. Yeah, which is, I think, which is good because you've, you've always got that, you know, the, the goal is um, with the the new FA, like, workshop for referees mm. in the UK. Um, it's, they've changed the structure completely and it's, right. you've got to do a certain amount of gate. Obviously, you've got to do five games which are assessed. Mm. And then after you've had your five games, you can just... Join the like you're on your way type thing, yeah. So you can yeah. do that, and then you do 25 games, and then you, you need two positive reports. Obviously, you have a report every game mm. uh, from coaches. The score you're out of on our system, the score you're out of 30, and right, then out okay. of 50. So it's on two yeah. different scenarios. Mm -hmm. So as long as you get two good reports, then you go from level six to level five. Right. Okay. Uh, and then it's 50 games, and then so when you go on to level four, you go on to non-league and 
mm. etc. And so you know the the goal is just to obviously enhance my knowledge of the game to to look at it a completely different way because I think it's important because you see it you only see it from one point of view on the on the sidelines in my mm. opinion mm. and it, you you don't want to see it in one one point of view you want to see it in different ones but obviously when you're when you're coaching it's different I coach differently now as I've said before um I'm not about winning or losing I'm about the kids enjoying well, themselves and, what kind of and response have you what kind of life response lessons have you, well. yeah well, I mean, what kind of response have you had by adopting that new attitude so the response I've had is really, really positive. Yeah, it would like it's, that's really good. Yeah, so they're, they're happy, and and I I got a few, a few messages from a couple of parents before Christmas saying, thank you for, thank you for everything you do and the mm. way you are is refreshing, and mm. and that's why they enjoy it so much, and and it and it's nice to hear. Um, that's not the reason I do it. The reason I do it is because I want to teach these kids positive life lessons and I think that's important yeah. if I give them nothing else and I give them that yeah. then I think I've done an alright job yeah I used to run um, theatre school so I'm, I'm a professional actor Yeah, and I used to run theatre schools for primary school children sort of where I used to live in Essex before I moved to Australia and yeah. um, and I very much had the same sort of attitude, attitude. I, I saw like there was a huge I saw a huge dearth of confidence in in young children sort of when I left drama school and was trying to figure out how to make an income as well as be an actor. And um and I just I just wanted to help these children build confidence. And that was the only thing that I cared about. I didn't care about how good they were. I didn't care about whether they got their lines right. I didn't care about how they danced. I didn't care about how they sang. Like obviously we tried to work them towards a standard because there's there's great confidence that comes from working towards a process rather than just giving them complete free will like you you still need structure and then you find freedom within that structure however um what i mean yeah like the response i got when you took the pressure of performance away from them and you actually just gave them a license to explore within a structure the response i got was incredible and kids loved it and you know i i i've had messages from parents like i mean i probably sold these schools must be nearly 10 years ago now and yeah. um and i you know i still get the odd message from a parent when they track me down and they're like you absolutely changed my child's life um like i, you, I cannot believe the difference like just coming to see you once a week like made and and things like that go a real long way and and it's amazing that when you get the process right for children like that how like the, the how it can just impact the way they view the world is is incredible because they're so innocent and they just absorb like a sponge. And, you know, I like to think that when I step off the football field and I've, I've managed a game, I like to think it with all football, like open age football as well, with um, adults as well as children. But I like to think that they're all going to remember the experience of having me as their referee. Um, and they're all going to wish that they had me every single week. That's kind of what I look for. That's, that's sort of one of my little aims, um, partly for my own self-serving ego, right? But also because if I've done that, I know that they've that I've got something right about the way I've processed the whole experience of managing that football match and no bad can come from that and um recently I put up about our podcast red or yellow I put it up on um on a local sort of Facebook group um for Queensland football uh, and one of the one of the players I, I, I have no idea who the player is right um like I'm sure he's a lovely guy but I clearly had an impact on him because he came out and he was like 
you're literally you are one of the best referees around and we wish we could have you every week and i i'll remember that message for the rest of my life because yeah. because it means that whatever whatever moment he came across me i i lived up to my values as a referee and and that that does mean an awful lot and as coaches as people who participate in sport like if you can just live up to your values and you, you know what your values are in sport and you want to just generate something towards those values then you're going to get that back in kind as long as you keep working towards that process yeah completely agree i think it's i think it's massively important isn't it to you know when you're saying it's about changing and changing the viewpoint of you know sport you want it to be competitive you want it to be this and that but the the toxic part i think is the part that puts people off and i don't know what it's like in australia but in the uk the crying out for referees because of mm. I don't know if you've seen because of the amount of abuse they get from the sidelines. Oh I've definitely um, seen it. We've we've covered it a lot on um we've covered it a lot on on the podcast. And I mean I I'm open about the fact that I was physically assaulted when I was um when I was in my first sort of five or ten games to be honest. And uh and it's hard. It's a hard thing to come back from. Um it's not easy at all. And I mean I've done interviews with Sky News about it. I've um uh, we're hope, hopefully on the podcast. There was a guy who got hospitalized and hopefully on the podcast, we're going to get to interview him soon. Um, who was a referee and it's just not good enough. And yeah, like I, I haven't seen much physical assault here in Australia. I've, I've heard of one incident, um, but I've only been refereeing sort of I'm getting into my second season here now because I had a bit of a hiatus and um, yeah. Yeah. So it is awful. And I mean, abuse is a whole other topic, to be honest. But I do think if people generally see that you're you're being honest, transparent, open, you're trying your best. And I think one thing that got me through when I was abused was I knew I was all I was. I wasn't, you know, trying to manipulate anything. I wasn't being nasty to anyone. I was just being me. I was trying my best. I was doing my best. And and I think like in my core, I knew that. And therefore, I was able to sort of pull through. But it did take a lot of support from the refereeing community at large around me to, to pull me in and say, no, no, you, you, you come do this now and we'll look after you. And that that turned out to be true. And I'll be forever grateful to, to a wonderful man called John Corson, who was the um, referee uh, secretary of the Brentwood Sunday League, who kind of opened the door for me. And the second he heard I got abused, he went, no, you're going to come a referee for me now. And it kind of saved my career, which I'm incredibly grateful for because I've had a good career and I've enjoyed every second of it. Um, And who knows where I might have been had I have not got through that moment. Um, And yeah, Yeah. it is rough and it is hard. And there's an element of, you know, you have to roll with the punches a little bit. Like it is football, it is competitive and people want to win and and they're passionate. Um, And sometimes they don't know how to manage their emotions. Um, because they're they're emotionally naive or you know they've not been shown how to manage their emotions as children or whatever um you get you know it's a football pitch there's lots of different personality types on there and stuff and you know you have to have an element of empathy with that as well but equal you know you shouldn't have to stick up you shouldn't have to have any abuse um or or be subject to anything like that either you know and, and where you draw that line is personal to everybody have you got any any tips for any new referees starting out then in the first season of the journey? Yeah, I was I was talking to Ed about this actually because we we're hoping to get um we we're hoping to get some like 
some referees on for interviews once because at the minute we're, I don't know if you, you listen we, we're going through all the laws of football because I needed to relearn the laws so I messaged him and I was like dude can we do a podcast about all the laws because I've got a test to pass I need to learn them and, uh, and he laughed and went yeah why not and it's kind of turned into this sort of massive podcast which is awesome and um and then we were talking about what we're going to do after we've got through the laws because we've just done law nine we've got law 10 next there's not many left so um we're talking about sort of having guests and one of the questions i want to ask guests is exactly that like what one word would you give someone managing a game of football or or what one piece of advice would you try and give them to um to start uh and I think really the things that I always tell people when I'm when I'm refereeing and they're my assistants and I get a whole wide variety over here of assistants. Um, I get some people who are in their first year. I get some people who are who have been doing it nearly as long as I have. Um, and 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 you get different skill as well. So you get some who are really really awesome referees and they kind of get a bit peed off that they're having to assist to you, or you get some who you know literally barely know how to wave a flag. So I think the, the first thing, and it's true of being a referee as well, is I just tell everyone to slow down. Um, I tell everyone to let the players tell us the decisions and, and then you just follow in behind. Um, there's moments where that doesn't work. There's obviously moments where you have to be the leader on the pitch. But generally, you know, it's, it's a nice moment. Players generally know. Players are generally honest. Um, and if they're not being honest, then you know and you can kick in and, and take your responsibility. But definitely you, you have a lot more time on the football field than you think you do. Uh, an awful lot more time. And, um, and the, the more you try and do things quickly, the more things will start slipping through your fingers and, and you'll, start, you'll start rushing and you'll start truncating your thought process and you'll start truncating your process to get to the right decision. So you just have to take your time. You just have to breathe your way through it. Um, I'd also say don't shy away from honesty like you know if you've got something wrong just be open and honest about it if you didn't see something be open and honest about it um, I think honesty goes an awful long way with, with players especially players not so much coaches funnily enough um, coaches kind of don't understand as you were saying you have a different feeling on when you're in the middle of the pitch compared to the sideline but definitely with um, with players, like the more honest you are, the more you can, the more they see you as a human. And I think that's that's one thing I, I try and work on the most when I'm refereeing is just humanizing myself in the eyes of the players. I think it's a bit like, do you remember when you was at school? And like, I think everyone can relate to this story. When, when you're at school, you're walking down know, in Sainsbury's or Waitrose or wherever you shop. Um, where are you from? Uh, north, north East England. Right. So what is it like Neto's up there, isn't it? Or something <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, so Sainsbury's, Sainsbury's. Yeah. Okay. Sainsbury's. Yeah. Or as though whatever. And, um, and like you're walking down there and suddenly you see your school teacher in the supermarket and like, you're at that kind of age where you're sort of 10, 11, 12. And, and these teachers have this aura and you almost don't believe that they have a normal life that you, you know, you're like, hang on. Yeah why is my teacher in Sainsbury's? They're my teacher. They're like robots that literally live in the classroom. And, um, and then like, you know, your parents have to tell you, no, they're normal people who do normal jobs, who have normal families. Um, and you're like, whoa, teachers are people. And, uh, and referees are a bit like that in the eyes of, uh, in the eyes of footballers. They're not human beings. They're not, um, they're these robots who just should apparently get everything right all of the time. So I work massively on humanizing myself. I'll always talk to players before we go out and ask them how their day's been, ask them what they've been up to. Kind of like, it's kind of cheap 
it's sort of cheap small talk but saying that if you can get a conversation going with them if you can make them laugh a little bit if you can make them realize that you are just a human um that really helps with with your man management and if you're doing children you don't need to do that so much um but maybe you need to put a bit of that sort of time in with the coaches um and the managers and stuff and then you'd be amazed how far those sort of things can go you know so take your time humanize yourself uh, and let players you know just let players run the game as much as they can within reason uh, and you're not going to go far wrong yeah i appreciate that it's uh it's really really good advice like i said i've listened listened to a couple of the episodes of the podcast thank you very much i really appreciate that Um, and i enjoy it. it it's 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 good to have people like yourselves and ed who and not like because some referees that do it for other reasons, whatever that is. But it's nice to to know it's not about the winning and the losing. It's about you doing the best for the players, and you 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 almost like you're not a coach, but you're instructing them with positive words. You know, saying yeah. you know you've done well there, unlucky, etc. And and I think that's important because there's quite a lot of refs out there who just turn up, get the money, and move move on. So I think yeah. it's good to have referees like yourselves who I can look up to because obviously I'm just starting my journey Thank and you. try and <laughs> try and shape my experience off that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I, I do like to think of myself almost as a coach of the laws of the game with players and and with um with sort of other people. Um with players, with managers and people like that. Like, I do like to think of myself as that sort of person um, as opposed to necessarily just being like a dictator or just like a policeman. Like, I do think if you like take a collaborative approach, I said this on one episode of the podcast, you know, like you still have to appreciate that the people who are there are there because they love the game. They, they like the experience of what being involved in football gives them uh, and things like that. So then with that, what's really important is that you appreciate that and you understand that we're all here to collaborate about making the day as good as possible for everybody in the best way possible. Um, Because that's all everybody wants. Everybody just wants to enjoy themselves, really. Now, it's sad that some people only define enjoyment through the lens of winning or losing, but those people are there. And so if those people are there, then in some ways, it's my, my job to try and get them to see that actually they should just enjoy the sport. And if they can enjoy the sport, then it'll be a much better experience for them and it'll be a much better experience for everybody else involved. Um, and then, you know, with the players, I'm always telling them what the laws of the game are so they bloody understand it because it makes my job a lot easier. You know, like the classic one is like the ball out of play. It's like the whole of the ball has to cross the whole of the line. And, you know, and, and by kind of taking a collaborative educational approach towards people in kind of like a fun, jolly way in the best way you can on the football pitch within the time allotted and everything else, then it does. It really it really pulls people along with you a little bit. And that's nice. Um, so, yeah, always view it as a collaboration. Always view yourself as, as a really integral part of the game. Um, don't put up barriers. Like, see yourself as, as a coach or see yourself as like a neutral player. And you're just yeah. running around with them, just trying to enjoy it along with them. And you're trying to enhance their enjoyment of the game. And you're there to enjoy yourself as well. And then hopefully the coaches will follow in behind that if they see a positive response um, 
from everybody on the pitch, then hopefully that spills over onto the touchlines and then further into the stands and the stadiums and then through the TV screens, just like the um, just like the referee did in the World Cup. Yeah, I just I just hope it's you know, and I know it's there's no you know, there's no like BS is there. It's, it's some games are tough. Yeah, they um, are. They are. people on the sidelines or yep. players or whatever, but I think it's just having that level headedness to go, right? I've made the decision. If I if I don't see it, I can't give it, mm-hmm. etc. And I and I just think it's you know, it's gonna be tough, but it's something that I've wanted to pursue for a while and I think it's 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 the perfect opportunity to be able to see the game from a different perspective. And I think it's it's massively important that we, you know, you bring through these referees and, and sorry more, about more that. The, no, sorry, it's about a dog. It. So it's maybe jump. I think my uh, fiance is yeah. probably coming home and they're getting <laughs> sorry, a bit excited. Um, yeah, no, you're you're completely it's, right. And you know, like, yeah, it is tough. There are moments of refereeing that suck that are really hard, and you go home and you question everything you've been doing that day. And you know, I can put a shiny shiny view on everything as much as I can but yeah there's days when I've like wanted to walk away there's days where I've injured myself and I'm just PO'd at the world however what I would say is if you if like you can make those moments feel less significant if you explore the more positive side of the game you know you can go into games and you can all you can focus on sometimes is or if all you focus on in in every game you do is the abuse you got is the the battles you had with the center backs or the center forwards is the you know the constant shouting the coach gave you or that one member of the the um of the fan base who just seems to have it in for you that day if all you do is focus your mind on those people and if all you do is remember that then yeah it's going to suck but if you can take a lot of the advice I've given it in this conversation then actually what it does is it gives you a much more positive outlook and and you take away more positives from every game than you do negatives and that's a great way of sustaining your your kind of endurance and your ability to referee and another great way of doing it as well is referee fatigue like be aware that you can do too many games as referee and the more you do the more fatigued you get the more you start only focusing on the negatives like if you're going into it thinking oh i'm going to do you know, four or five games a week, you're soon going to get very frustrated with football um, because you do start only seeing the negative uh, because it feels like you're only ever exposing yourself to that. So try and give yourself a positive moment, like always try and remember the positives that happened in the game um, and, and just focus your mind on those and it will slowly make all the negatives far less significant to you. Yeah, sounds, sounds good to me. I appreciate it. Good. Appreciate the chat. Um, no, really, my absolute pleasure. Really I look forward enjoyed. to an update and sort of, I know at the end of the season. Let me know how you got on. Yeah, I will do. Maybe we can have a have a have another chat. Have a little follow up. Yeah, because I'll be in the middle of my season at that point. So, uh, so it'd be a good time to chat for sure. Yeah, so, sounds good to me. But fa- thanks again for your time. I really appreciate it, man. My pleasure, Brad. Thanks for. Oh, sorry, my pleasure. I didn't say that very well. Did I? My pleasure, Brad. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for having me. It's, it's, um, it's always nice to chat about this kind of thing and to hopefully spread the message to more ears and encourage more people to to do okay. And uh, and yeah, that's that's all it's about, really. Keep up the good work with your coaching and refereeing. And um, if anyone who's listening has got any questions or needs any follow-up or anything, then just find me on social media. I'm known as the Gym Starter. Or follow, follow the podcast, um, Red or Yellow Pod, and, uh, and reach out to us. We love hearing from listeners and, and getting... Um, Ask, getting them to ask us questions that we can answer and 
we find the podcast is generally at its best when uh when we're answering questions and kind of coaching other referees um that really makes ed and i feel good about ourselves and and it makes us feel like we're making a difference with the podcast which which is what it's all about really so yeah so feel free to reach out send in your questions and we'll do our best to um, answer them on the podcast if not we'll definitely reply in the dm and uh and yeah hopefully answer whatever query you've got yeah thank, thanks for that thanks again and i'll um i'll Catch up with you soon. Oh, can't wait, my friend. You have a lovely day. Yeah, you too. Take care. See you later, my friend. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye.